Hello, and welcome to another grooming podcast. I'm Kat Graney. I'm Nathan Austin. I'm Juan Rivera. I'm Kathleen Austin. And today we're going to talk about our journey to going private and you guys opening your own salons. So I do not own my own salon, but I have worked at a couple private salons, including the current one I'm at, which is owned by Nathan and Katie. Yeah, it's great having you. Uh, (laughs) Thanks. Um, But anyway, so when I think I was probably the first to leave PetSmart in our journey, at least between the three of us, because um, I was ready just to move on because I had been at PetSmart a long time and I felt like there just wasn't an opportunity to grow. Um, And I had gotten an offer for, or well, I'd found a job listing for a single groomer at a doggy daycare um, across the bay from where I lived. And I thought it would be an excellent opportunity to go out and explore what other possibilities were out there. Mm -hmm. And it was a contracted position, which means that basically it was, my own salon within this business. And so you didn't have your own salon. Kind of, <laughs> sort of. Um, so Kat's also a liar. <laughs> I said I currently don't have my own salon. So currently I do. You're right. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyways, uh, the owner of the doggy daycare was very kind and welcoming and everything. Uh, it was a bit of a rough start. So when I was leaving PetSmart, I put my two weeks in, and I practically cried every day because I had known nothing oh, different. It was my first job at 16. Yeah. And, you know, I was in my early 20s now, and it was just scary. I don't do well with change. And so I made the journey, and it was hard to leave, but I did it. <laughs> so I went to this doggy daycare and I had a little room literally in the middle of this basically warehouse and it was different, very different from PetSmart. I had to buy my own equipment and I actually worked with this just single engine dryer and I did <laughs> I all like breeds metro, of dogs. It's like the Metro back like one speed. One speed. I don't know how she did it. She did like huskies and doodles. And yeah, so... Stupid move on my part, but I was also didn't have a lot of money to yeah. set up the way I wanted to. I had a really wonky foot pump table, which couldn't really the hydraulic. The, 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 yeah. So how, how long did you use the one speed dryer, the one horsepower dryer? The whole time. <laughs> how long was that? Like mm, two years. So two. That's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to think about that time in my life where I was basically an idiot um, and didn't, being a cheap ass and stuff. Um, Good equipment but I pays, was, guys. It does. and It, it matters. Good I equipment can, matters. Yeah, I cannot go back to a single speed dryer. Um, I have a single speed at home and I mostly wash my dog in the salon just because of the dryers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can invest in one eventually. I will. I can and I shall. <laughs> Eventually. So I was in the single room and it was lonely, you know, a little bit. Yeah. It, I went from PetSmart where I was surrounded by people, but I also felt like it was a good opportunity to grow and explore on my own. And I really liked the coworkers who worked in the doggy daycare and yeah. I was included in their luncheons and holiday things and all that. But it was hard at first 
when I first left because I had to build up my own clientele. They had had a groomer previously, but they mm-hmm. hadn't had one in over like six months. Oh, okay. Um, so you started we, from like the ground up again. Basically. Um, a lot of the cl- my first clients were doggy daycare clients, but then it spread and I ended up getting nominated for like um, a Bay Area Wolf Award. And I didn't even know about oh, it. And I was the runner. I was the runner up and I didn't even know. Well, congrats to you. Thank you. It was some <laughs> random thing and I didn't even know about it until like a year after the fact. So nice. that was interesting. Oh, wasn't it like campaign, Beast right? of the Bay or Beast something? Beast of the Bay, something like that, like a Wolf Award or something yeah. for that. And I was like, oh. Good to know. Um, She did it. I did it. But I ended up building a nice, sizable clientele. But then I got kind of burnt out of grooming. And I think part of that was not being around it, surrounded by like-minded people. Were you working by yourself the whole two years? Yeah. Oh, damn. And so I ended up transferring kind of over to the doggy daycare boarding side just because I wanted to change. I didn't know if I wanted to groom anymore because I felt burnt out. I was all alone. Working with a one-speed dryer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would, too. That would drive <laughs> drove me crazy. But also being, it was harder for me because I was responsible for everything. I was responsible for the booking and the, the, you know, supplies and all this stuff. And it just became a little overwhelming. So I helped them find another groomer because I didn't want to leave them mm-hmm. stuck on it. And I went to the daycare and I ended up going to the overnight section of the daycare. Did you like that? I love that. Because um, I just, it was also alone, but I also got to sleep for like three <laughs> hours and you get paid, paid for to it. sleep. So basically it was a open boarding. And so every we just had like big couches and beds. And so the dogs, if they were well behaved, they just all, we just all slept out I, together. I went to go interview at a doggy daycare and they had um, a bed. Yeah. In the, I wonder if it's the same place. We'll talk about it after. Yeah. That's crazy. But okay. where where was it? Her, I think it was like in like an industrial area. Like this was a kind of across the street. Uh, we were like right across from like Google and stuff, in the Mountain View off a shoreline. I don't know actually. <laughs> Never mind. I take it Maybe back. Maybe not. Anyways, it was really fun, and I really enjoyed that. Unfortunately, that company uh, went under. Due to financial reasons, uh, it just wasn't making a profit anymore. And the mm-hmm. owner of the building kept raising the rent, raising the rent. It was a popular area, and they wanted to sell the property to, to Google, build probably. things. Yeah, to build things <laughs> always, there. I always thought that um, doggy daycare would be a very difficult business to run profitably. Yeah. Well, you have to have so many people per how many dogs, yeah. right? You have to be paying attention to the dogs. You can only have so many dogs per facility and if they're there all day from start to finish or if they're spending you know if they're there for overnight and they're there for so long then like you get to a certain capacity and then that's it and it's not that much like a lot of places i don't know what places charge anymore people always ask me where do you bring your dogs and i go to chateau cat um (laughs) so i don't really know how much doggy daycares cost but i feel like they used to be like 60 dollars a night and that was it so then like if you only have capacity for 20 dollars i mean 20 20 (laughs) dogs then at a certain point you're just like capped out and then that's it and if you need like two or three people to watch them during the day or you know what i mean and you need so much space and space is expensive especially here in the bay area i'm sure the insurance is crazy too because dogs are like playing with each other yeah, yeah, and then, you got the, and then you you got to have more than one person. I've seen a lot of places operate with just one person watching all the dogs. 
Yeah. And to me, but that seems pretty darn dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty dangerous. Yeah, well, well they usually pay for it, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. And but anyway, so that place, I love that place. We were like a family, and I really enjoyed all my time there. But I ended up going back to grooming after they closed because it made the most money. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making enough money. I'd become in serious debt, even though I enjoyed that part. But I wanted to find somewhere where I can be more engaged. But since that place closed down kind of relatively suddenly, I had like three weeks to find a job. Um, I went to another doggy daycare and became <laughs> the sole groomer there. Um, it didn't last long, though, because I was kind of using that one as a stepping stone. And that like a owner, of, yeah, that <laughs> owner of that salon, um, that doggy daycare wasn't as kind and engaging and uh. less understanding and it just wasn't a good positive environment. They didn't keep it as clean as I liked it. Um, so, but Where Katie was this and, place? Um, Pleasanton. Mm. Uh, mm. So I ended up going, mm. uh, I was only there for maybe two months. And then Katie and Nathan were working at a private salon. And they said that they had room for me. Nice. So I ended up going there. And that's where it. I reignited my passion for grooming because they were into the continued education. And me and Katie had remained friends all this time, but we didn't talk as often as we used to. Yeah. And just because we had lives we were living. And, it's hard, yeah. I but I feel like it's hard. It, but I was watching Owen one day a week, so we did get to see each other. And But it reignited my passion, and then I've been with them ever since. That you know, I moved from that salon with them uh, when they moved over here. Um, I followed them and I will only work for them or myself. If I, for some reason they fire me or something, then I'll hire you. Not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think I could ever work for someone else. So, uh, for some reason, if this ever didn't work out, which I, if they fired me, AK, um, (laughs) then uh, I feel like you would have to like mess up uh, and like punch people in the face. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think she could. Do I, that. I think they'd still keep me. Like, okay, <laughs> nice hook. But uh, <laughs> like, well, they probably deserved it. So. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. it takes a lot to get me to punch someone. Um, but anyways, long story short, is I found this place where I'm comfortable, where Katie, Nathan, and I are family. I mean, we have other members of our grooming family, but we're more like siblings, mm-hmm. and so we stick together, even though we bicker and we fight and have disagreements. Yeah, kind of like a thruple. We're, no, we're not a thruple. We're siblings, okay? <laughs> thruple sounds weird. Sister wives? <laughs> Sister wives. Well, no. okay, so really <laughs> what it is. Friends with no benefits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a thruple as in like we're all in a relationship with Nathan. It's a thruple as in everybody's in a relationship with Katie. Because mm-hmm. Kat's like my wife and Nathan's obviously my husband. Obviously. And, that know. does make sense. That makes, so that makes too much more, sense. Wait a second. That's more. <laughs> Wait, what? You know, the, Why does that work so that's well? That's the thruple. <laughs> I've known her longer. She's Sister wives. Yeah. Kat called dibs. Yeah. Back in middle school. Back yeah. in middle school. Yeah. Yeah, they pinky promised on it. <laughs> pinky yeah. promise. Yep. Totally pinky promise. Well, I definitely I always feel like because we we like take vacations together, we like do a lot of things out and about together. And since Kat has her child and then we have our two kids, 
I often think like people just think like we're all together. Yeah. Um, and Ellie does from time to time call Nathan dad. So I always well, think that's funny. I think she thinks it's his name. Yes. I do <laughs> think that she just thinks that's his name. Um, but it's, it's just funny. Cause I always wonder like, what do people think when we're all out together? You know, cause we're very close. Yeah. I feel like I can think of just one time when I've hung out with like, you guys without cat or with cat without you guys literally just the one time mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time we're just together and it's yeah. weird and it was yeah. our house yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's weird when we don't go on vacation together we like text each other and we're talking yeah. like, cuz i'll go to dog shows where she's not going or i'll go take ellie on a weekend somewhere away and it's just it's just weird without them you know mm-hmm. yeah we're always like hmm this is weird yeah <laughs> or i'll in you would love this yeah Send pictures to each other. Ellie would love this. Look at this. Yeah. Do you think that being parents made you guys closer? Yes. Because you guys like relate on like that level. Yeah. Aside from like grooming and stuff. I do. I mean, I think we were really close though. um, Before Kat had Ellie too, just because Kat was so good with my kids. Um, Because I mean, before that, she just wasn't sure if she was going to have any kids of her own. And so I definitely felt um, really connected to Kat because I wanted to make her feel like a big part of Mm -hmm. the family. Yeah. Cause she was like auntie, but like more than auntie, I definitely felt like she was like second mom, Mm -hmm. you know, like I a hundred percent trusted her to like take care of my kids, to help with my kids. Um, And I really wanted to make her feel like, a huge part of that experience just because we had discussed previously, like she wasn't sure if she was going to have kids. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted her to feel a huge part of our family. Like, like they could be hers, you know, because up until that point, we just weren't sure. I'm pretty sure as old is fine. I'm pretty sure he's old as our love child. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's like, yeah, definitely. She's a lot like that. Um, And so I, I mean, Obviously, it's hard, right? Because, like, after Kat graduated from high school, I was still in high school for a year. And so, you know, like, you don't talk as much. And then we worked together, so we got really close again, um, you know, because we worked at PetSmart together. And then she left, and, like, we got married, and then we had the kid. And then once you have kids, you start to get really busy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we didn't spend, like, a ton of time together. But what time we did have you know, like we always tried to make really special, but then once she came and started working with us again, then we were like, fuck this. We're never leaving mm-hmm. again. Like we can't not be with each other. And I, cause I do agree. It's like anytime either of us is on a trip without the other one, we're like, Oh, look at what we could be doing. That's sweet. So it's, it, it's definitely, um, special. Cause I know not everybody has that same, like that where they have somebody that they can work with like that and they can yeah. like go on vacations. And I feel very lucky because I have Nathan and Kat with me every day. The only thing that would make it better is if I had you guys every day. Yeah. Aww. Aww. <laughs> we can start dragging them on our vacations. With us. I know. I do want to start dragging you guys on our vacation. We'll think about it. We can with kids. So that's I know like it. it is a little bit of a buzzkill for non kid. people. No, no, no. Sometimes. Yes, it is. Sometimes. 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 So it's a buzzkill for us sometimes, too. It's okay. <laughs> we love you, children. We do love our children. That doesn't mean they're too. not a buzzkill sometimes. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you yeah. just need adult time. It's okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, what about you guys? 
Well, Nathan, what about story. you? How's your what was your journey? <laughs> Um, what are Wait, we talking about? Okay, uh, our What's journey happening? into uh, private. Yeah, yeah, like we're talking about our transition to our private. So school. I, don't, I actually jumped around a lot in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only one private. <laughs> only one private. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, when I first left uh, PetSmart, I started in a place um, was in Redwood City. I was across the bay. Uh-huh. Um, it was a doggy daycare. But I'm, What's up with these doggy dicks? But from the beginning, it was weird because on the first day, I, I groomed a, a golden. And I just did a feather trim on it. And I've always been taught to like bring the dog out to the owner, right? So I'm bringing the dog out. They say, oh, they're here. And I bring the dog out. And then the lady hands me a 20. And she goes, oh, this is for you. You did the dog, right? And I said, yeah. And she gives me a 20. And I go, great. Your dog was great. Have a good day. She leaves. And then the two, they had three people at the front desk. For one, I don't know why they need three people at a, operating a front desk. But they go, oh, she gave you a tip? And I said, yeah, she gave me a 20. And they go, oh, well, we'll let you keep that one. And I immediately thought, like, well, what the hell yeah. does that mean? Yeah. You'll let me keep it. And so I, I go into the back and I talk to the other groomer. And she goes, oh, I'm in the, I have a big thing with them. They've been trying to keep my tips for forever. And they're, they, they take them and then they disperse them. They, like... Throughout all the daycare people, mm-hmm. fuck and that. And these are this is a groom, no. the groom mm-hmm. dog yeah. that she's grooming. Uh-uh. And so it was then I decided, well, I'm not going to work here. That's, because, yeah, um, that's going to be a no. I also gonna, think that's illegal. I don't know if every other state is the same, but I'm pretty positive that's illegal in California. So I left there like this sucks, um, and then I worked in a place in Alamo. Alamo was was nice, but the pe- like the so if you don't know, Alamo is like a really really fancy place in the East Bay. Very California. fancy. And the people there are very particular. Mm. <laughs> so it was very, it was pretty difficult working there because the people were just like, they didn't like respect my time as much as. Well, you like were just other. the help. Yeah. yeah. And I felt, uh, so that was the second, I was like, I can't do this either. Like the people are just too rude. <laughs> Wasn't the right too fit. Rude. I just didn't fit in. And I left Well, there that was then, another like contractor one too, right? So then you had to save all your money. To pay your oh, taxes yeah. and at the end of the year, own, yeah, right. and like write yeah, down all the everything saved. you got, yeah, yeah that no I way. like that's just a recipe for those of you who for, do contracted grooming and you like write all your stuff down and pay your taxes at the end of the year. Good for you. I can't do that. Yeah, it's it now is illegal, illegal in California. California. I don't know if it was illegal back then, but it is illegal now, and we don't do it that way. Yeah, so I couldn't do that place no more because I just couldn't keep track of my stuff. Like I can't, like I can. Groom a dog. Mm-hmm. I can do groom a dog pretty well, but I cannot do anything at the same time. Like if I'm doing one thing, that's all I'm thinking about. So at the end of the day, when they're like, "Oh, calculate all your stuff, and then make sure you're saving this so much for taxes," and no. Well, couldn't. and then didn't they? Didn't uh, this particular salon? They kept all their clients' information on just little note cards. So yeah. you'd have to like flip through and find out of like this huge, Rolodex. yeah, fucking Rolodex and find yeah, it, write yeah. the notes down and like the price and then like file it at the end of the day. Like Nathan could do that. Yeah, and I have, uh, I'm dyslexic and I have ADHD. So I would like be struggling to look through this thing because 
I mean, I could get one letter. The first letter, okay, it's Daphne. <laughs> so it's a D. I'm like, I got that. But add two more letters behind that, fucking A, it's impossible. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. I'm like, wait a second. Well, what not comes just after that, D? but then you have to and count that every other person put them back in the right spot. Then what happens if they didn't put it back? Yeah, in it was the right a great spot. source of like, it would piss me off. Like, I just can't do it. Like, I have my brain. Terrible I don't know system. how people sit at a computer all day and like type and do like, Word, Excel, spreadsheets and mm-hmm. shit. No way would I ever be able to. I know. I see you open up your iPad and it's all pretty. Beautiful, and like, <laughs> organized. I look at it. I've been trying my darndest to like keep my stuff organized. Uh, and yeah, it's very. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I left there. I'm like, this place isn't working. And then I found a place in, uh, in Castro Valley. And me and the owner like jived really well. And she brought Katie with a, or she let Katie come to. This is our baby was like really young at the time because so she so was mostly staying at home. Were you guys not working together during that time? The other two salons, no. I was still on leave. So uh, okay. when he worked at those other two places, I was still on leave with Owen. And then when we got hired on at the salon in Castro Valley, I was only working like two to three days a week. So I was like just getting back into grooming. Okay. Yeah, but we like hit it off with the owner and um like at the time, she was great, and she got got along, and it was like really welcoming, and like we really started to grow there, you know. Because remember, at, at, when I was at PetSmart, they were they wouldn't incur they disencouraged me to do continued education, and remember, I, I don't want to say that that was there, that was just that manager's prerogative. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know for sure, but so this owner and like was encouraging, you know, she's like, oh, you want to. I mean, what, she didn't want to do any just, of it herself, but she wasn't like, oh, you shouldn't do that. She, she was just like, do whatever you want. Like, very, like, free, go with the flow. Yeah, and I always, like, had, I always knew, like, I wanted to be, like, a, a master groomer because it was, like, the mystical unicorn mm-hmm. or something. And uh, that's where I first started taking it seriously. I'm like, oh, man, maybe I, maybe I can, you know, like, or started to actually look into what a master groomer is and how to what become What it takes, that. yeah. And then, uh. After so I was master certified there at this place, and then after I mean we were there for four like five years, four or five years I think. Yeah, yeah. And it, most of it was we loved it, but then you know, like it just didn't make sense in the long term because me and Katie, like we're a grooming couple, right? So it only makes sense for it us to sense, open yeah. up our own place, right? So we just decided like you know shoot from the hip <laughs> and do it, you know, and uh, here we are. We freaking opened the salon though right before COVID. So like we were open three months and then COVID happened <laughs> and they shut us down. So we're like, our lives are ruined forever. Forever. It was brutal. And all your savings went in and everything. Yeah. Right? So, so we, when we opened our salon. We had $20,000 and I, like an idiot, I'm talking to the contractor and I just let it slip exactly how much money I have. And he's like, oh, that covered the bill perfectly. That's exactly how much it's going to cost. <laughs> so how you know, weird. It ended up being exactly that much. And so it completely liquidated <laughs> no, all my money. No, that's bullshit. Because then he did all the work. And then we were like, we're ready to pay the bill. And then he was like, oh, no, that was only the money for the um, to buy all of the stuff, not the labor, too. Uh, so then we had to like very quickly, rapidly come up with the extra money. So that was, it was just, I, I made a mistake. Yeah, obviously we made he was the mistake of not getting like, here's the estimate. Let me sign the estimate and then like be very strict. Now we know. We yeah. learned a lot. It was a learning lesson. So you know? we opened this place and we're like literally we have in our, it's an old house that's converted into a salon. So in the front room, we literally just had a, 
it was a it was a naked room that wasn't painted. It was painted the original paint. It was just oh tan. God. It was like disgusting. Cigarette <laughs> cigarette burn tan. It literally and, looked like somebody had just been smoking in here for a hundred years. Did it smell like it too? And no, it, thank God. No, because it had been abandoned, not abandoned, but empty for several years. So it just smelled like a musty house. Musty. Mm. So you come in and, and, and we just had the new floors done, but the walls weren't painted or anything. And we had a kitchen table. We just brought our kitchen table in and put it from in our the, home, yeah, and, and used it as a reception table. And the first customers were like, "Oh my god, look at this!" this is we just had like a, we had like an iPad. We had like a hydraulic pump table that we had bought for like a hundred dollars in the groom room, and then like our old like stationary table in the bathing room, one tub. And borrowed kennels from a friend. But then when people would come, we would give these dogs like our maximum amount of effort, the two of us. Absolutely. And so every time a dog left, they were over the moon. You know, so like they knew, they see the place and they're like, this place is trash hole right now. (laughs) But they knew. And then within six months, it was started. It's totally different. Right. But in between then, I forgot (laughs) though. that is when COVID happened. We had this like nothing salon. And then COVID, and so we thought, like, our, we spent all our money in savings, and we thought for sure that's it. We got, but luckily, we got a letter from our mortgage company, and they were freezing the mortgage, right? Nice. So they froze everyone's mortgages. So we're like, okay, at least we know we're not going to lose, lose our, our house. home. And the landlord to the salon actually did the same thing. She said, you know, you don't have to pay me until pay you open back, back up. Just pay it back in section or in pieces when you're allowed to work again. So we had, you know, those two things, like, is what carried us through. And we did dogs on, like, secret, you know? Mm. I mean, uh, like, we had dogs maybe a couple a week we'd well, come in I think to help was, get us by. Yeah. I do think it was also just beneficial because of the fact that um, people sat at home, right, during COVID. So then they were able to go and see, like, the good reviews that we had on our Yelp. Because what else are they doing? They're just sitting around at home and they're like, oh, this place looks nice. What great reviews. But then when we were allowed to open back up, we kept our lobby closed because the kids weren't allowed to go back to school. So the kids were set up in our lobby. So to keep us like safer, we kept our lobby closed and we would go get the dogs outside, bring them in and then bring them back out. So nobody got to see the lobby. So we had like a whole year to (laughs) save money and revamp our salon so that when we reopened our lobby, it was beautiful. Yeah, and we did it. And we did it. Yeah, we did. We got like this custom desk made from in Florida. And we actually had that desk sent here from Florida. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we couldn't really find somebody that to that would build it here. Because, you know, all the contractors were busy. Mm-hmm. Doing what? I don't know. Not working <laughs> on my house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we had Florida to put up all this <laughs> We did all this stuff. And so when people got to come in, they're all very happy for us. You know, like, oh, my God, your place looks like an actual salon. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, I guess. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would just look room. <laughs> yeah, it literally looked like a... Oh, man, it looked We did have though. a couch. We had a couch yeah. up there. Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Is yeah, the same with couch? the kitchen table, yeah. there was it's also the same a couch. couch. It's yeah. a cute couch. It's a cute couch. Yeah, it's like this old Victorian-looking couch. So it's, it's like kind of fancy. It classes yeah, it up a it bit. It's classy. It's on the yeah, oh, it's yeah, on the it's cover on the of, of the... our podcast. Yes, yeah, so if you want to know the couch, it's that <laughs> That's one. That's the couch. <laughs> it's been with us through a lot. She's a beauty. Yeah, but yeah. now, yeah. now we're in our, our fourth year, and I feel like year over year, not just the salon has been growing, but it's we've grown. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you too, Kat. Like all three of us have like just grown We're very different from the people we were when we opened. Yeah. Well, I think being here well, gave hopefully. us the freedom and the, the freedom to kind of like do and. Well, to grow. Yeah. I mean, we were, I mean, when we opened this place, I think maybe you had done one groom. Yeah. You had done, you had like just done your very first grooming competition. You had finished your master's, but I don't think we had finished our master's yet. So like, you know, everything changed when we opened up our own salon. That's one of the things that when we opened this, we wanted to make it like everybody here that works here really, um, really driven towards master certifying continued mm-hmm. education. We didn't want anybody working here that's stale or going to f- maybe become stale in the future. Because always, that, that's yeah. always been the idea is like uh, we got to always put our best foot forward and do the best we can. Well, I mean, I think number one, I think education is important in general, right? Like not to say that education isn't important, but like when you're opening up your own place, you have to find your own like niche, right? Like what makes you different than everybody else in your area? What makes you the one that everybody's going to want to go to? And we were like, education is our thing. Education, we will always make sure we're as educated as possible and we always have the best customer service. And so that was just like we dug our our feet into that. Like we will be educated. We will be like as educated as possible. And like we want all of our employees to be educated and make sure that everybody is like giving 110%. And I think we've stood by that pretty well. I mean, our apprentices we're hoping are going to start certifying this upcoming year. Nice. And we've trained them up from, I mean, like Drake wasn't even he didn't even work with animals before he worked here and he should start testing this year and so i mean nice. i'm pretty proud of them everybody's worked really hard and um i'm really happy with it yeah. i'm really happy with the growth of our salon yeah except for that very scary beginning <laughs> it was a very scary beginning yeah very very scary but i think everybody though every salon yeah. out there like had this like death like was staring death in the face for me everybody was right yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i'm just glad it's over well for also, now yeah <laughs> knock on someone um, everything's plastic around us yeah <laughs> that's why i went like this no, nathan but, come over here <gasps> It was a penis joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it to Juan. No. <laughs> He's not my husband. No, no. But also, like, how much you've grown, how many employees you have. You went from just you two mm-hmm. to how many employees do we have now? There's nine, nine. in all. Nine. Nine employees. Nine yeah. employees. And, nice. You know. oh, but, you know, like, somehow we've hold, hold it together. Just the other day, like, one of our groomers, um, Ashley, said, like, I've worked at so many salons, but I've never worked at one where... Everyone got along. Yeah. And everyone's like, there's no drama and there's no night. That felt really nice to hear, you know? Yeah. It's hard because you hear a lot of drama. But I am the drama. No, I'm just kidding. That was a good joke, I guess. But, you know, there is a lot of. uh, I just got the penis joke right now. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the things there's a lot of guys (laughs) here, you know? We have a lot of men that work at our salon. Yeah, yeah. Three. this is no the four. Most, this is the most yeah. men, especially straight men, mm-hmm. that I've ever worked at, with. At PetSmart, the majority of us were guys at one point. Wow, really? really? Yeah. Mostly. They make really good babies. Were you all gay? No, actually, <laughs> no. A lot of them were straight. Two of us were gay. Um, yeah. That's really surprising. 
I would say most places I've worked at, I mean, like there's always been like one or two guys, but mostly I've always worked with just women, 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 except for Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he's, he's he's pretty much like he talks woman talk. He's just a sim. Yeah. He's assimilated. in. are you also synced up with their 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 periods? Yeah. 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 TBS. It's okay. Is it twisted ball syndrome? (laughs) TBS. (laughs) No. I swear, it, you know, and it's funny because, like, well, I mean, men I'm have sure their things too, right? Yeah, Where they get like. Oh, weird. absolutely, yeah. That's what I hear. I don't know. It like. Yeah, where you get like all agitated. Yeah. So like we talked earlier about like oh I wonder if like dentists are like the same mm-hmm. or whatever right and so I I think the same thing about um grooming um. I'm sure we're not the only salon. We're all very open with each other. We talk about like anything in the salon. We're with each other more in the day than we are with anybody else, right? We're all together in a tight space, stressful situations. And we talk about everything Uh, because one of my employees was like, oh yeah, I told my mom, like we talk about everything in the salon. And she was like, everything. And she was like, everything. And I'm like, does every like job not do that? Because I couldn't imagine working in a place where I couldn't talk about like, Hey, I'm on my period right now. And it's like this, or, you know what I mean? Like, or I went and did this last night or, you know what I mean? Like I, I I could see it being weird in a place where there's more like, Tension or like sexual tension, I guess maybe. Sexual tension. Where like if you work at a like restaurant, an office with a secretary. Oh, or, restaurant or is a, sexual <laughs> tension. No, or you work at a restaurant and there's a lot of men and women there, and there's like everyone here is like seems to be pretty like. Yeah, cool. servers get down. Yeah, yeah. right. But yeah. here everyone's know. like, I'm not. We're all just like talking normally. Maybe it's because me, I'm married, and Katie's my, my wife's here, so it's like there's not that like. You're not flirting with anyone. Yeah. So it's just like we're just existing and being friendly. There's not like that layer of nasty. I don't know. I flirt with you. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I don't know. I'm just digging. I don't know. Maybe it's, it probably (laughs) sounds terrible when I'm, but I'm I'm just going to stop. Where's Ronan? (laughs) Yeah. We, uh, our running joke uh, is that our dog, our English cocker Ronan, is our HR department. So whenever <laughs> something inappropriate is said in the salon, we go, where's Ronan? He's going to write you up. Where's HR? Harassment. Well, he's oh, the fun police. He is the fun police when he comes to the salon. He doesn't like when dogs play. He'll tell them, no, nobody play. He'll bark at them. My house. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> just sit down and be quiet. But like, I was. Also, though, I try to be really careful with what I say. Like, sometimes I say some stuff I'm pretty open, but I still try to be careful because, especially now, like, a lot of our people are younger, right? They're, like, mm-hmm. 20 years old. And, They're so young. And yeah. when I... That's almost um, half our age. Yes, and that's oh exactly it. Oh, my God. It. Take so, it back. Take it So that's back. exactly it, right? Because now it is not a couple, a bunch of people all the same age joking about stuff. Now... It's an old man, yeah. a creepy with, old man, with, with, uh, talking about stuff with the twenty-year-olds around. So I don't. I just try my. I just keep my like nasty brain to myself most of the time. Oh my yeah. god! Well, We're you know what? They heart. age us constantly. I mean, I'm not. Like, I mean, I'm 37, so I'm not like knocking no. on death's door or whatever. No, but, but like know. it will be like talking about like <laughs> I think we talked about like Lord of the Rings one day. And uh, was it Drake? And he was like, that movie came out before I was born. And I was like, 
Yeah, that was not. Well, I feel like the younger kids are all about like Hunger Games and stuff, right? Maybe. No, I feel like I they don't. He said he didn't even watch Harry Potter. He's like Harry Potter. <gasps> he didn't too even old watch Harry Potter. He's like, I don't <gasps> like older movies. Like older movies. We're like gonna that. like have to ah! strap him into a chair at work one day and like <laughs> glue his <laughs> tape his <laughs> eyelids yeah. open. Yeah. What? Yeah. Where's Ronan? Well, something we did when we opened this salon is we we do bathe. We have bathers. Man, life oh, is yeah. e- so much easier with a bather. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every I'm other like, hey. place I worked at, we bathed and dried our own dogs. And then when we opened here, it wasn't necessarily our intention to have bathers. Like, we weren't like, we're going to do this at our salon and that'll be different. But then after a while, um, that was like the easiest first step was to get somebody to help as a first hire, a bather that could help prep our dogs so we could get more groomed dogs mm-hmm. in. And then it just, and then we're like, oh, this is, this is so nice. But it's made me very, it's made me lazy. Oh my God. He says it's made him lazy, but we've been grooming for 16 years. I think we deserve Not lazy, a little but I, So I groom seven, about seven dogs a day, right on average. But before a bather, I'd groom eight dogs a day while bathing them and drying them. But now, your groom's better now than my they were then. Much yeah, every, almost every dog I do is like a, a trim, not like a, a shave down. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that is it. And my quality has exponentially gotten better. So, there so is it's that, worth yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Worth and with that, you can charge more, right? If, you're, right. if you put out better stuff, you can, your time is worth more. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then I could be like, hey, Zach, squeeze this dog's butt. <laughs> That's exactly squeeze what happens. Squeeze this dog's butthole. <laughs> Zach, butt squeezer. But then they normally can't do it, and then they make me come do it. <laughs> yeah, it always falls to Kat <laughs> because she's the best at squeezing dogs' buttholes. She's the really, good. Butt butt you got spe- yeah, you got to specialize in something, man. We uh, all I do, do it without gloves. gloves. <laughs> Ronnie like gets you, a glove me, and then gets a wipe and then puts the napkin yeah, on, on top of the glove and then it's like I do the napkin okay, so I do the nap a paper no, 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 towel okay. thing I fold over a paper towel. Yeah, so if the dog is getting a bath, I will forego everything. Yeah. I'm just gonna do Straight it, the rinse hand. it, wash it, move on with my life. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a walk-in gland, I do. Then I will do paper towels, many folded over. I'll express it. Then I usually go get another paper towel. Wet it, wipe the butt off, spray it. And I have this little go out. I have this little like thing I play out in my mind though. If I'm just gonna squeeze the anal glands and then rinse my hand, that's not enough. Well, no, but I if I'm gonna do, but if I'm gonna do the anal glands and then, and then rinse wash. my hand and then wash the dog because the washing the dog is like scrubbing my hand too. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but no gloves, no gloves, no gloves. Who that's has wasteful. time for gloves except for Ronnie? Honestly, it's the worst part of the job. I don't uh, think so. I don't, I don't agree. Yes, it is. It's yes, it is. Fast, it's nothing to me. It's fast I, uh, and quick and nothing to like, me. Like, yes, in the beginning when you're doing it, you're like, oh, my God, this is the worst. But then, like, after you've done it a few times, you're like, yeah. I would rather do an aggressive good. bitey dog than do a dog's anal gland. Mm-mm. I'll remember that. Yeah, give me anal glands every day. I'll do glands Two all seconds. day and give you naughty dogs. To fight a dog for <laughs> an hour uh, as opposed to 30 seconds glands, wash my hands and move on. Nah. You're it's really satisfying too. To yeah, it's like a pimple. Maybe it's because what we about like the pimply ones, like the ones that are because you get like your traditional glands that are very watery, your traditional glands. traditional <laughs> glands, but then the ones that are like toothpaste dispensers mm. where they're like spiral, or they like, or when it looks like a frosting tip, like yeah. one of those. Frosting what about when like it's your... chunky? Yeah, I hate that. Oh, one. when they like a the spurter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, how? I don't know. Brutal. It's disgusting, guys. <laughs> As though you haven't been doing Glenn's But he doesn't like pimple popping either, really. He right? doesn't like pimple popping. See, that, I, I think that's where popping. it comes okay, in. But what about when you like go to do a dog's anal glands and its anal gland is ruptured? Oh. And it's just like... Leave it alone. Shooting yeah, out. Leave it alone. Just, leave that's it a vet alone. problem. That's, yeah. that's when you tell him to call the vet. I ain't touching oh, that. Totally that's fine. <laughs> Ronnie, well, Ronnie, now he's expressing it. Ronnie worked at a vet for five years, so he's like... <laughs> Let me see that puss. <laughs> yes, let's poke it and drain it. That's so funny. <laughs> well, not all of us have worked at a vet, you know. Yeah. Well, well, half of us tried. I was going to say. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. You guys Ronnie, are good at vet tech school. me. Well, did you work at a vet? No, I did not. We all I do tried. Three I, out of five of us have worked at vets. I do, I do think that's a story I've heard over and over again is, oh, I was going to going to vet tech, vet tech school. school. And then I started grooming, and I just decided to do grooming. Mm-hmm. Like we hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I wonder why yeah. everyone thinks like vet tech is going to be the job. Like I've well, never I thought like, think, oh, I want to be a vet tech. I seen- think vet tech is like the first thing we think of because we don't want to go to enough schooling to be a veterinarian right. because that's way too time time consuming. But vet tech is only like two years of college, so it seems so well, much more attainable. No, is no college right now. A veterinary assistant, yeah, a a registered veterinary technician is two years. But you can be, like, trained up as, like, a vet tech, but your pay is less. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to do as much. But the the thing with that is a lot of people don't see our job as serious sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's wrong because it's a very serious job. Grooming or vet tech? Grooming. Grooming. Yeah. So people are like, oh, well, you didn't, like... You have didn't go like to good college, college right? So when are you going to get a real job? I, I got that a lot more back in the day yeah. than I do now. I think it's gained a lot more credibility now just because so many more people have dogs. And it's, it, it, I think dogs has just become like grown exponentially the as dogs a are like the new kid. Dogs the new are kids. the new kids. Yeah. So yeah. I do think it's gained a lot more credibility over the last 15 years. Um, and it is because I agree with you. I do think in the beginning, you're like, oh, you're a dog groomer. Well, what are you going to do later? Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, oh, well, anybody could do that. But now th- it's more of an art form. And I think all of us being master certified gives us a level of like when people ask me, I'm not just like, oh, I'm a dog groomer. I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a certified master dog groomer. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that necessarily like it just makes you feel good when you say it. You know, I feel like it. Oh, bagel. No, like, oh. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Like, I work so hard. It took me three years to, to master certify because I, I did one te- one category a year. You know, that's how what was available to me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I worked hard at that. So, I'm, I'm always, like, really proud of myself. I'm a master groomer. You know, I've earned that shit. And, uh, Does anyone feel like you, you tell people you're a master groomer and they think it's like a master? <laughs> Of oh, like yeah. education or anything? I think people definitely think I have like I my like, master's degree, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, people, I'm not that smart, guys. Yeah, I'm like, no, because when I was studying, I was like, oh, I'm studying for my master, my master groomer, and they're like, oh wow, like, <laughs> I was like, it's not all that, you know. It but is it hard, is all but that. it is not hard, that but it's hard. not, you know, eight years of school or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, though, I know people with college degrees that are dumb as rocks. True. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I know, and so I, I'm i really proud of where the grooming industry is right now. Yes, absolutely. I think I can go out and be like, I'm a dog groomer and be proud of it, you know? Absolutely. 
Now, I do wish the word groomer wasn't weird because, like, <laughs> yes. I'm, so tired, of, groomer, I'm so tired of people uh, on the on the line on yeah social media being like groomer. Like, are you? It an doesn't idiot? happen that often, <laughs> but I do see people. Yeah, like, oh my god, a groomer, call the police. Like, no, I'm that's like, not what we mean. Like, when did um, that become like a like? Maybe we should just switch to pet stylist. You know? I mean, that's I, very pet smarty, though. I'm a master pet stylist, or I don't know. Well, that's actually the ISCC title is master pet stylist. Mm. Oh, M- is MPS. So I can't say oh that then. Huh? I'm going to go for it. You're, that's what you're doing, right? Another yeah. that I, yeah, yeah, I definitely would. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. But what about you, Juan? Yeah. Finally. I'm just I know. <laughs> um, well, there was a few times I was like, Nathan, shut up already. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do, no, where, I know. I'm just messing about? around. It's Juan's <laughs> turn. It's my it's turn. Juan's turn. Um, so I, I loved PetSmart, and it was just like like everybody said, it's just you get to a point where you're just bored of doing the same shave downs on the same dogs all the time, and I wanted more for myself. So I also went to a doggy daycare, <laughs> oh, um, surprise, but surprise. It, it was upscale. Uh, uh, res- resort and spa was Ooh. the name, so it was fancy. Oh, fancy. Um, yeah. And there I worked under a master groomer named Yumiko, and she mm. was the first. So at PetSmart, I remember there was a wire fox terrier that would come in every week. I think we know her, right? Mm-hmm. I think you know, yeah, you know Yumiko. There was a, we know Yumiko. She yeah. goes to Danica's a lot. Yeah. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And so there was this wire fox terrier that would come in every Wednesday at 11 o'clock for her bath every week. And I remember she would only come for just for baths. And then I was like, oh, you know, we can just groom her here, too. And she's like, oh, no, honey, I go to the real groomers. For <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, and then when I went to work at, with, at Paws Crossing with Yumiko, I was like, oh, this is what they meant. Because oh. then she was hand stripping and she was like, she was like grooming. So once I saw that. I was like, holy shit. I, this is now, now I was like, okay, now what do I have to learn? Mm -hmm. So she like helped me like relearn a lot of stuff. Um, And then I grew really well. That was weird. I learned a lot. I (laughs) I grew grew really really well. well. Um, I learned a lot working with her. (laughs) Grew really well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So then I was like, this is it. I'm going to do this. Um, But I wanted to also open up my shop. Mm -hmm. So I went back to PetSmart um, with the intention of just saving as much money as I can to to do that. So when I went back, because while I was gone, the manager wasn't, they weren't performing that well. Their sales were really, really low. Um, so their plan was really, really low. I so, probably felt good, huh? Yeah. Like, I so, left and you suck. Yeah, and you fucked it up. And then <laughs> yeah. I came, and then I came back. And then so because my plan was really low and I was like, okay, here we go again. Everything came back up, so my stipends and my my bonuses and stuff were were back up top. Nice. So, and I was like, oh, this worked out like perfectly because I left for a <laughs> yeah. little bit, let them lower everything, and then when I came back, it shopped all the way up. So then I was able to open up my shop after I think two years after I came back. Nice. See, you do things the right way. Me and Katie just fumbled through <laughs> every piece, and it just happened to work out. But, but well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was I was studying. So when I went back to Pestmore because I knew that's what I wanted to do, I. I signed up for the community college and I was doing an accounting class and a business class and a marketing class. And I was, because I, I wanted to do it right. Yeah. Um, so when I opened my shop, uh, Juan's Groom Room in Santa Clara, 2015, um, whoop, 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 whoop. Um, it was, it was really cool. It was like, it was nice to just finally have something well, with my name on it. First yeah. off, I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's my name in lights. Aww. Well, it wasn't lights. It didn't light up. <laughs> it's too expensive for the light up ones. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Um, so it was painted up and it was really nice. Um, and then I worked on by myself for maybe like two months or so. And it got really boring and really lonely. Um, but I was able to hire on my friends from PetSmart as I like needed people. Like I was like, I was like, stop taking people. And then my friend would be like, Hey, so when are you gonna start hiring? And I was like, are you looking? Yeah. You know? So then I slowly uh, built up my staff and we had a staff about like, uh, like six people, seven people. Nice. And, it, and it was really, really nice. It was my mentality for opening the business wasn't to like make a m- bunch of money. It was more like, I want to set up a place because I had so much fun at PetSmart and it was like such a family that I was like, I want to open up a place where it's just friends working and hanging out and there's not going to be a horrible boss telling us what to do and there's not <laughs> going to be any sales goals or whatever. Um, so that's what I did. And it was, and it was really, really fun. Um, but now I, so we, I was able to purchase a home. Um, we left the Bay Area and then we opened a shop from our house now and we work alone with my husband, Ronnie. Um, and I am so happy. I, I love working from home. I love not having a staff. <laughs> yeah, uh, <it's, laughs> Having a staff is hard. It's it is a lot super of work. Hard. Yeah. I, make, I make more money now without staff than when I had six groomers. So mm-hmm. we, when we opened originally, we had that same idea, but we didn't have... Um, we didn't have a good understanding of business mm. at all. And when we were just dog groomers, we didn't do the research. So something I wish like I would have done with my old boss is had more clarity on how more bus- open dialogue, more open dialogue on how business works Yeah, because I didn't have an under, and that like, it, honestly it became a, a, like a, a point of contention, you know, because mm-hmm. I just didn't understand it, but her, she wasn't giving me information, but I also wasn't asking for it. Right. right. So we learned, yeah, real quick, right from the top. After the first year, we, or no, our second year when we actually had clients, we ended up at the end of the year having a $60,000 tax bill over our normal tax bill we were oh, paying shit. all year. Mm-hmm. So that was like an instant wake-up call. Like after we took out that money, we were making less than the, gro- than the other groomers. We were making yeah. less than and everybody. we were like, well, what the because what's it the point of owning your own shop? Yeah, when yeah. when we would look at it on paper, it didn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? But then, yeah, we just didn't understand taxes and we didn't understand all that, and so we we made a correction and it's been good since. We restructured. But, man, yeah. I would. You're so smart on like <laughs> get doing and like figuring everything out because we did it totally wrong. But it's much better now, though. Yeah. Well, we I think the difference. Uh, right is that like we realized our mistake and even though it was hard to switch everything over we had we were like look it's either this or like we close right like these are our options we fucked up we like thought we could do things a certain way wasn't the right way to do it these are our options right and uh, thankfully like everything worked out and so like this last year under the new way of doing things has been great. I think everybody's happy as far as I can tell. Everybody's happy. Um, like you said, right? Like I agree. I, we're not trying to get rich off of our employees. Like definitely not getting rich off of having employees. But like it just was I was like, it's not working the way it's going. It's just not working. We have to change it. And like I know it's scary and it's different, but everybody will be Okay, I promise. Like, we'll still take care of you. Just yesterday, we had got a, a text message from one of our uh, one of our apprentices, and they're like, "You're the best boss ever. I love you guys." And oh, it's like nice. stuff like that. Like, really is is yeah, it feels nice. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, cat wouldn't know. I was going to say, when you went to that place right after PetSmart, you started from the ground up, too. You yeah. you had your own business there. Yeah. So you did I it. Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it, but will I ever do it again? No. I feel like everyone's, well, not everybody. A lot of people think that that's what you have to do to be successful no. or to to do well for yourself. To like own, Not everyone has to own a business. Not everybody no. should own a business. Mm-mm. I feel like there's only certain kind of people that would do well being business owners. And the only reason we are good at it is because we split everything. Like there's no way I'd be able to run a business on my own. No way. Yeah. And I think I, I think... She could do it. She's going to no, say it. Well, she, she the thing it. is, is I think we complement each other. And so I think that's where, even though we don't have like the business, no, like we don't know all the business things. Like I'm sure you're like way better at all the business stuff, but I think that we complement each other nicely. Like I'm more organized than Nathan. I can't say I'm extremely organized, but I am. I used to be more organized before I had children, and now I'm losing my mind a little bit. Um, but I'm more organized, and I'm good at that stuff. But then Nathan's good at like talking to people, where like I can get like upset and angry and harsher, and he's a lot nicer than I am and able to cool my tempers and bring me back down. Um, so well, I do think in- we offset, but also I will say like. Previously, I tried to do as much as I could on my own. And I just like, I really started to burn myself out where it was like I was taking care of everything except for like obviously everybody groomed, but I was doing, you know, like taking all the appointments, making sure the schedule was always right, doing the payroll, doing the taxes, doing the emails, doing the, you know, like doing everything myself. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I can't keep doing this. I am working full time and I'm burning myself. Um, burning myself out. And, um, so that, and then that's when I was like, okay, I need help. Um, and I started asking for more help from my employees, mostly cat now <laughs> <laughs> who does help me a lot. Um, cause otherwise like I just, I couldn't do it. It's a lot. And I it think, is a lot. especially when you're trying to do it all by yourself, it can just be so overwhelming. So being able to have people that you trust to help, is like just so beneficial. Have you have you ever thought about doing more than just the two of you? Again, um, I've thought about it. Yes, but and I always go back to not not doing it. I mean, I feel like eventually we'll open up a shop again once I'm ready to like groom less dogs, and you know, my body does doesn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wrist or my shoulder or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, no, I don't. I don't see it in the next like five, 10 years. Honestly. Well, it's hard too. Cause you have to trust the person. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you, you can't trust a lot of people. Like, I feel like I'm so jealous that you have someone like Kat, <laughs> that, you know, is honestly, not going anywhere we, that, you know, yeah, is she's the best. Yeah. like, it's really hard for people to care about your business as much as you do. Like no mm-hmm. one's going to, it's your business. Right. But right. I feel like Kat loves your business as much as you guys mm-hmm. do. I actually feel really like, I have to, I feel more <laughs> pressure to be good and do things right because yeah. I love them so much and I don't want to damage their business. Yeah. I think like if, if any of my old groomers like moved to my area and like wanted to work for me, I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. But I think hiring just ra- not randos, but just people that I have no idea. 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't think. I do. I like, I know what you mean though, right? Because it's uh, like, we are always super supportive of like people's goals mm-hmm. and dreams. And like, so at our salon, I'm never like under the impression that somebody's going to just stay with me for forever. And if they like choose to take the knowledge and education I've given them and go somewhere else, that's totally their prerogative. I'm going to support them, but it is hard, right? Because you are putting like, so we're putting so much heart and soul and time and effort into training these people for years. And then you're so sad when they're like, okay, I'm ready to go now. Bye. And then you're like, You know, so that is hard because you're putting it is a lot. People don't understand how draining it is as much as we love teaching. It is incredibly Mm -hmm. draining to teach somebody and to take the time out of your schedule to work with them and train them. And like and we want like our people to be as educated as possible. So paying for continued education and wanting the best for them and wanting them to be happy and succeed in the way that makes them happy. But also then reconciling the fact that that means that they might leave you. Yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. just hard. Yeah. If I had a cat, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that like really like stresses me out uh, from time to time is when things aren't like lining up. It'll just be like little thing. Now everything has been going pretty good, but every once in a while something will happen, and I'll be like, man, like we've had a lot of cancellations. Or then you start then to get stressed I'm out. Oh like, no! Oh my god, is my business going to collapse? I have ten people that depend on yeah. money coming from this stressful. place. So like th- I think I stress about yeah. that. Because or, if anything, if the business collapses, like I could all everyone can always obviously use their skills, but there's just a lot of people depending on the business succeeding. Or not just that, but something we talk about a lot is like wanting to make sure that our employees can have like good successful lives outside mm-hmm. of work, right? So then like we're always like worried because the Bay area is such an expensive area, right? Like, Oh my God, are the, are like, are we doing a good enough job? Are we giving them enough hours? Are they making enough money? We want them to like be able to like buy a home if they want one or like be able to like support themselves or, you know, like that's always on the back of our minds, like wanting to make sure that we're doing a really good job. But I feel like if the, I mean, money is obviously makes the world go round, but I feel like if you have a good environment, it's not the only thing, right? Like if you have yeah. bosses that Absolutely. support you and teach you and encourage you, maybe you could make could make more money somewhere else. But why would you? But leave? would you want to right. just go make more money somewhere else where maybe you won't be treated as nice or maybe right. the dogs suck? Yeah, or- that first daycare I worked at, that was one of the reasons I wasn't making a ton of money, but I felt welcomed and wanted yeah. and. There were places like I did work at a vet office temporarily, but they were so like mentally abusive to me and treated me like dirt. And even though I was making good money, I was like, it's not worth it. Yeah. To you me. think that was just like that vet office? Possibly. No, I think, all that suck. <laughs> I think the thing about vet offices is everyone's under like a constant state of stress. Well, yeah, because like you're holding stress, but animals' lives in your hands, right? And most days are probably filled with puppies and kisses and all kinds of things like, you know, just routine stuff. But there are days that the animals are clearly suffering or need emergency surgery. Or you get people that just don't want to pay to treat Or you don't get people who just want, you know, like if someone doesn't want to add on like teeth brushing or something in your salon, not a big deal, right? But if you get someone who doesn't want to 
uh, euthanize their dog who is clearly suffering. Then, or has the ten thousand dollar emergency surprise bill they can't afford? For, yeah, and yeah, they're and freaking they, or, out, or they have to decide between yeah their animal's life or you know all these things. It was just like I only worked there for like two weeks, but it was just, and I understood it just wasn't right for me, you know. Yeah, but grooming. It's uh, it wasn't I lost the passion for it for sure. But being in a shop where you feel like you're working together to create this positive environment really helps because definitely having employees that just don't work that way, yeah. it you clearly suffer and it makes you not want to go to work and not want to do it. Yeah. Let's talk about something happy. <laughs> Well, I also like working for someone who supports my dreams outside of the salon. Right, yeah. Because I couldn't do dog shows without having a supportive boss. I mean, I just took a week off to go to Orlando to follow, go to one of my bucket dreams. In the middle of December. In the middle of December, right before Christmas. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Um, But it was one of my dream shows to go, and it paid off. I won an owner handler best in show. Yeah, you did. And uh, my dog was on AKC National Championship Day, got an award of excellence. And it wouldn't be possible without a supportive team behind me who are willing to let me take a week off of work and go follow my dreams, right? Because it's not just about working in the salon. I'm learning while I'm there, yes, but also... If I wanted to go take a week off to take my child to Disneyland, I could also have that time off because I have a supportive team there to back me up to cover my dogs or to let me reschedule my dogs or to just have an environment where I feel like I can take the time off if I just need a mental health. I mean, like I could not imagine being the kind of boss to be like, oh, sorry, Kat, you can't go to the uh, to this show that you like earned your way on to because I need you to Mm. work. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather just, like, go and enjoy your passion, your dream that you worked really hard for to get to, and we'll be here. Like, no big deal. And you come back all excited. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. She comes back, and she's invigorated. She's happy instead of, like, oh, I missed it. I wonder what I could have done. Oh, man, maybe we could have gotten something. Who knows? FOMO is a serious problem. (laughs) But anybody, I think, would feel that way, right? Because like yeah. you earned your way into that show. You were in the top 10 owner handlers for Bashans for the year. So I think, like, I mean, just in general, like, it, it's, it makes you feel happy when you come to work and you want to work harder because the place you work for is, like, cool. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay. You know, like, this is nice. And I also need money to support my habits. Well, that too. <laughs> We like also feed shows. our employees. Yeah, they do. That's nice. Hot pockets. We provide breakfast and lunch and drinks and really? snacks. Yeah. Wow. Well, they do Costco runs and yeah, the we fridge do is always stocked with week. stuff. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll work here. Yeah. Free food. I'll work here. Let's just exchange employees it's for It's actually very hard not to eat Hot Pockets oh all the time. Oh, my God. Somebody will make a Hot Pocket <laughs> and then we're all like. The whole place smells like Hot Pocket and everybody's drooling over Hot Pockets. Have oh, we, we have, yeah. We keep Uncrustables. We keep Hot Pockets. We have, we have salads. Salads. Not all, yeah, if you want to be healthy, we do have salads. We have breakfast items, but bars. But if you want, Hot Pockets are nice. Apples. Apples. Oh, we also have not only Hot Pockets, Seltzers. but we have uh, 
what are those Tortinas pizza rolls? The little nuclear oh, yeah. bombs you pizza put in your mouth and like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Feed it ramens, and melt your tongue. We feed all different here, kinds like, of ramen. Yeah, our, we uh, have like three different ramens in our pantry yeah. back there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I was like, Ronnie, it's uh, 11.30. What are we having for lunch? <laughs> what are you making for lunch? <laughs> he bathes for me. He makes my coffee. He makes my Aww. See, we, uh, should, we just, we'd like to hire Ronnie keep. for the week. No. Yeah. He earns his keep. It would be fun. It would be nice to spend It would be fun. Yeah. I'll leave you here. Good. You, you can, can come running back home. You quick. can uh, help our ba- bathers learn how to. Oh, my God. To resituate. She things. brings oh, I bring her every day. day. I don't bring her here during this because. We have we have the cute little Bashan puppy in the salon. We have a cute little wire fox puppy in the salon every day. Little baby Neptune. He's not a baby anymore, but we still call him little baby Neptune. Yeah, yeah we have that, fun that dogs. That is the, one we of the best parts, I think, about working in a grooming salon is you get to bring your dog to, to work. You know, I... I private salon. Yeah, yeah, I have private salon. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't work in a shop where I couldn't bring my dog because I... I'm a little addicted to having my dogs around me, but also because it's great socialization for them because our dogs have to be able to adapt. Right. Yeah. And if they're in this environment, they're learning to be around the chaos. Right. Yeah. Cause they, my dogs have jobs now. If I buying a dog, it has a purpose. My, you know, grooming competitions, confirmation sports. I try to title my dogs in multiple things. And mm-hmm. so, Having my dog well with, adapted to situations like this, so I bring them to work to socialize them to dogs. It helps, it helps with the terriers too. It helps mellow the terriers out. Having them here oh, and like yeah. socializing. Do you let them like walk around and stuff? Yeah. 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 Our Scotty's walking around. They get, out. Out. Do they get along People with all the other dogs. Are always surprised when they hear we have two. Well, we have three Scotties in our house right now, but two are ours. And um, they all, when they come here, they spend the day in the groom room. They meet and greet. Um, Dogs, they do meet and greet people, but not through barriers because they are terriers. Yeah. Um, if you so reach we over the gate, yeah, you, know, if you somebody, might get a surprise. If somebody ever walks into my salon and they walk past our first gate to the second gate, please don't stick your hand through and try to touch the Scotties because they will bite you <laughs> over a barrier. But yeah. if you walk into the room and bend down to pet them, Totally fine, but just don't stick your hand over a gate or you will be bit. And they like run around in here and sometimes they get a little hyphy, but they never go too far. No, they just get really excited. So like sometimes if you like lower your table all the way down to like say get a doodle up and the doodles being a little spazzy mm-hmm. as doodles do, mm-hmm. um, then they'll be like, what was that? And they'll like and skirt they'll, like, around skirt a little around. bit. They sometimes they'll jump up on the table with the doodle like, what are we doing? What, what's going on up here? And the dogs on the tables are just like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or they are, a lot of the dogs though are kind of scared of the Scotties. Like they, they if just like because they put the off room, the energy. You know? Yeah. Like if we bring a dog into the room and they're already a little bit scared, the Scotties know instinctively and they'll walk up and like arch their neck and look at them with their tail. And they will like dogs will be like, okay, so sorry, I looked at you. I will <laughs> sit in this corner now. And then the Scotties are like, that's right. And then they walk away. And then that's like. Yeah, and I've never, never we've never issue. had like an issue. Like the Scotties just want to be like, I'm in charge. And then once the dog's like, you're in charge, then they're like, cool, thanks. But also, bye. Glad we, we agree. Get, but if yeah. we get a dog, right, that has that energy, we'll we'll take the Scotties out. We yeah, we do. Yeah, I we're mean, not like, gonna like have like the crazy, super huge like shepherd that's freaking out, like coming in here because you know, I'm not gonna the put Scotties the Scotties do, in a situation yeah, where they're they, gonna fail. If 
They are like Nathan, and if the fight were to arise, I have no doubt that they would be, they would just throw themselves in the fight, even without any like they'd just be like, "Oh, we're fighting, cool, let's go." But so I try not to put my dogs in a situation where they could hurt somebody or get hurt. So if I know a dog's really freaky, a lot of times we'll pick them up while we bring that dog in, or just carry the dog in if it's smaller, yeah. um, so that they can't just like get into it but, but we've think, not really had that problem they just get amped they get yeah. very amped but like since we do bring them in like we bring our scotties to the mall and we'll walk around there's oh. people dogs everywhere and the, the, our scott they don't even care they're just there they don't even the thing with the scotties they don't always care about people or other things right so they just are there to have fun and walk around and ignore everything else but it really <laughs> make, it really mellows them out and makes them pretty good well, it's just it, the Scotty is funny because they're so different from other dogs. Like the Bashan, you know, like Tallulah's like, oh my God, I love everybody. You yeah, see, she, she sees you and she's like, I love you. You're my best friend. And like the Scotty will be like out at like Home Depot and someone will be like, can I pet your Scotty? And I'm like, yeah. You know, because I know she's not going to bite. Mm. But then she just looks at him like, ew. And then she just like turns around. She'll wash her hands. Yeah, she'll, she like looks at them like, you are trash. And then she'll just like turn around and put their butt to them. Or they'll like try and pet her and she'll like dip her head back like, ooh, why are you trying to touch me? I don't know you. Gross. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, well, they don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> They're not people pleasers unless you are their people. Once you are, once they've accepted you as one of their own, then that's totally a different story. But random strangers, meh. No, don't touch me. It's nice being around um, like dog people though. Like you're right. Like this is kind of, this is our lives. But so when I get around people that aren't dog people, it's weird. Yeah. Cause we're always around dog people. Like if I go to a family function and I'm like talking about something that's not dogs, I'm like, what the heck is what the heck is going? <laughs> well, on? it always <laughs> makes its way back to dogs. You're like, what are you right? Do, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you mean you don't always. talk about dogs twenty four seven? Like, what the heck? <laughs> what are you talking about? Where, the weather? Yeah. <laughs> talk about dog buttholes? No, no dog buttholes. All right. I mean, look at us. We're talking about grooming right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Literally making on a podcast day about off. it. <laughs> I uh, dogs though are just they're just amazing. You know. They yeah. are. They really oh. are man's best friend. But they really are though. It's I think I I don't know. Sometimes when I like if I'm like drinking and I'm like I'm at home or I consume um the devil's lettuce because it's legal <laughs> in California. And I'm just like petting my dog and I'm just like, I love I like it's just it was so nice. And they just yeah. they love you no matter what. Yeah. I, I love that. They don't judge you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I, I often will be like looking at a dog on a table and I'm thinking like, imagine doing this with any other animal, you know, like a raccoon or like <laughs> oh my just God. anything, a deer, I don't know, anything besides a, a dog, right? Like it's just so weird. What that if these we had dogs chosen just, different animals? They're just animal? like happy to be here and sit on the table and scissor all over them. Like can, can you imagine doing that with anything else? No. And it's crazy that the, these, I always like forget that the dogs that come in, are like people's babies, too, yeah. you know. So like, I feel like, even, like I try to picture like if a dog's being really annoying, I'm like oh, I like see them as okay, you're someone's, you're someone's baby, and then it's like I put them on the floor for a little bit, get their personality, and like okay, okay, come back up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. that's true. But sometimes they spoil them way too much. Too much. Oh yeah. So we have to. Well, and then you, you get, put them down, and then you, you watch them and go, "Nope, babies. still annoying." <laughs> put them back up and finish the. Well, I, uh, somebody, <laughs> get them out of here. I put out a video with a, an aggressive dog recently. It was and it wasn't really aggressive. It just didn't know how to act. You know, I could just tell that the owners 
let this dog get away get with away everything. with everything and like if it yelped or anything they just back off whatever they were doing and they, i could tell the dog was running their lives you know yeah and it was just and and i put out this video and someone said oh this you know you're not we're not dog trainers though but i don't think so i think we are you know like we may not be training them on how to act to an extent yeah but like, like we're trained we're Training them how to act on the table and how they to, learn your routines. Yeah, yeah, and how to work when you're working with them. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, like obviously I'm not teaching them to sit and stay and like it's. But you are teaching them to stay. Oh, that's on true. the table. Damn it! <laughs> Lied again. He's a liar. Lied again. But like it, you know, I get like when people say like we're not dog trainers. Like yeah, it's not necessarily my job to teach a dog to not be like aggressive or to not. But I like I do agree. We are teaching every dog that comes in what we expect of it. We're setting clear goals, clear boundaries, and like this is what's happening, and we're working within that and like doing the best we can with what we've got. Obviously, there are plenty of times we like talk to the owner and like, hey, we need you to do this at home. Here's your homework. I need you to work with me as a team, et cetera, et cetera. But I would say, like, to an extent, we are dog trainers. We're, we Hopefully, we see them once a month. And Kat, like, literally is. Kat literally <laughs> is a dog trainer. Yeah, she trains. She was paid. Don't ask me to train your dog. She doesn't like training Rando's dog. Well, I don't like training the people. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can take a dog and I can train it to do things. But I don't like working with people because half of training, more than half, is getting the owner to... Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do to get the dog to the place, right? Yeah. And consistency. Yeah, you, yeah. It, it's training of the person too. Yeah. It's more training the person than training the dog. I agree. Yeah. Well, but, because but don't judge me because my one dog doesn't walk well on a leash because he's a butt. Ninety percent of the work is like consistency, and yeah. that has to be the owner. Yeah. They have to be consistent. If they're not consistent, the dog's not going to learn anything. Yeah. So, but that's where we can be consistent in the salon, so that they know. When you come in the salon, this is what's going to happen. Consistent, consistent, consistent. I think I think being a dog trainer would be very annoying. Yes. <laughs> I'll stick with dog grooming. <laughs> Thank is. you. Right? Didn't you? Ronnie almost became a dog trainer before. Oh, my. He, yeah. At before the, the PetSmart dog trainer? Yeah. So he left. Oh, yeah. He left the Pets Hotel to actually to become the dog trainer. And then was doing, like, he did, like, all the book work and was about to go do his, like, practicals and stuff. And he was like, nah, never mind. I'm going to do fish. <laughs> so then he went to the fish. The fish, fish are, are pretty tight, The fish I are better. Fish. Thanks for tuning in to, oh, wait. <laughs> this is the hardest part. Everybody stare at her. Do you, do you remember mine from two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now everybody stare at Kat. <laughs> God, okay. Like Thanks for tuning in to another grooming. <laughs> Why is this so difficult? It's okay, Kat. You got it. Thank you for tuning in for another grooming podcast. Like, subscribe, and follow us. Subscribe. <laughs> like, subscribe. Just say thank you for grooming us. You got it. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> okay. I could no, no. say like, subscribe, and stuff. No. no. Okay, so that's it for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in for to another grooming podcast. Like, subscribe, and follow us on all our social medias. And we'll see you next time. If you have any questions yes. or comments or ideas for videos, just let us know. You can email us at anothergroomingpodcast.g at gmail.com. Thanks. Hey. Thank you. That was good. Yeah. Oh, did you do the round of applause? Good job. I did it.
That's the hardest part of the whole podcast. <laughs>